Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the funny paths of life. Seven forty a.m. Overcast morning and uh, a psychic hangover. <laughs> uh, that's a little facetious, but hola, hola, buen camino. Uh, uh, no show yesterday. Basically, no, nobody. I mean, I had one gal from Belgium coming to get a, a drink. What did she come to get? But I forgot. What drink did she? Oh, she got the the sugar-free um, orange Fanta, which had been there for, <laughs> for like about a month. Anyhow. And then a bag of chips. So that was it. And then she left. Yeah. I also kind of, I was thinking, I thought a little bit about it. And uh, sometimes I do make some assumption. So here's my point. Let's see if I can get it across clearly. So there is a still grain. You know, it, yesterday was, I mean, it was warm. It wasn't. Hot as the other day, but you know, still, you know, you're getting close to, you know, to the upper twenties, you know, and then you're walking hours, and some of that is hard to appreciate. Not only if you have not done the Camino, and well, that's really the main point, because for some people, you know, hot is not the same as others, and you have days to wear what normally would not be a problem. It's really a bummer that day. For whatever reason, you're having a rough day. So, there are ways you can find out pretty quickly, you know, where the person is out. And I realize that at times, I don't take the time for that. I make some assumptions. Or because I'm ready or because I feel up to it. Almost thinking like, well, the other person is going to appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it's one thing that if you're really busy, you know, and uh, but it's a whole different animal. Uh, it's a whole different animal. If uh... so, I'm just looking at the target here. If you have all the time in the world, and then you're not taking the time for that. Anywho, so oh, we have a little building uh, traffic here. Hola. And then about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So the early birds. Anywho, so I think possibly, n not that I'm thinking here because she wasn't sure what she was going to do. And of course, she ended up going to town to then get a coffee and get some more rest for a week and then go to the next town. But that possibly. Uh, I was a little rough. I was a little kind of like uh, blunt or unnecessarily sharp, basically, from the get-go. You know, there's somebody who's coming from God knows where, you know, just wanted the break, maybe being tired and hot. She took her boots off and, you know, even kept them off to walk to town. So, and whether or not she stayed in town or not is irrelevant. Just thinking about the part that I played 
uh, I could have been played different. So I'm going to try to be mindful of that. That my cheerleading kind of a smart-ass, witty side has a place, but the other one as well. You know, to really being like, where, where is that person out before I, I go into it? As a host, I think it's definitely a good skill to foster. So that's for that. And then actually, uh, about the whole situation with uh, Susan, the Canadian woman who fell, who had this seizure, the petite, petite mild seizure, uh, and then I had one in front of me, you know, and then me, you know, feeling the need to take care of myself, meaning to go out and walk, because, you know, when I was going to be open, basically from 11 to 8 or whatever, or 9, I was going to be in the albergue, so it's like, yeah, need to go out and walk and feeling a little conflicted. And so looking back on some of that, uh, I think I got I got a couple of points out of that. Interesting. Who is that person walking here? Uh, huh. Hold on. I'm, I'm getting close to muddy. I guess which is not a... Is that him? Where is this car? I guess he's already out there. Interesting, the Molly you see is Cora, so I don't I don't see his car. Well that is him. He's opening his gate, so okay. Interesting, he's got this Dacia Cora SUV that is parked in one of two places and uh anyhow. So he just walked in. And a nice river, and of course, somebody is very happy that a tail wagging, a tail, a tail wagging, and then uh, just happy to have a <laughs> yeah, ready to play, of course. And then uh, they will just say hello, it's not going very far from the gate, so I will greet. <laughs> One of the yes. Well, buenos días. <laughs> ¿Qué pasa? Ajá. ¿Vas a decir? Buenos días. Sí, 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 sí. Buenos días. Oh. Uh. oh. Tiene un collar de nuevo, ¿eh? Sí. Uh. Yeah, you can get You should be good morning. Good morning. Uh. Mm -hmm. se quiere, se quiere trabajar un poco, ¿eh? Que it means like to lick, limar, chupar, tragar, to suck, to swallow. <laughs> and then she's gone back to him. Sorry, dude. Maybe you were thinking like I was going to stay with her. I would take her for a walk. I would have no problem. Um, but anyway. So I was thinking about Susan, you know. So here's kind of what happened. Here's a recap. Because I think yesterday I was not only a little tired, but of course... With that kind of going on, I was a little scatterbrained. So I was in, you know, doing my meditation, my yoga and all that stuff, the languages. And when I came out, 
you know, the thing had happened. I had not heard anything. And again, I'm in the room next door to where breakfast is uh, is taking place. So she's sitting on the sofa, basically finding out she had a petite seizure. You know, shoulder is hurting. She like, I think I broke my shoulder, and uh, and then basically her head is uh, the right side of her head is hurting, and then her right shoulder is hurting, which is where she fell. So I'm like just stunned because that's the first that I hear. She never mentioned anything the night before. And uh, number one, I felt like uh, I didn't take enough time to gather information. And that's part of me being kind of rushy at times. And I realized I should have taken a little longer. That's number one. And then basically, so she was on the couch. You know, she was comfortable. She was leaning on the left side. And then got her blanket, got her some water. You know, do you need anything? And um, her child was still sleeping. And um, so I was like, okay, so what what needs to happen? So, you know, it's like 7.30, 7.40 or whatever. And I'm thinking, you know, so there is her, there is the albergue. You know, how, how am I going to play that one? So she's safe. You know, it looks like, uh, you know, shoulder is hurting, but uh feel like there's no rush. Like, uh, anyway, and looking back, I definitely would have dealt differently. Then basically, I still find a way to manage my walk after finding out, you know, do you need anything, you know? And there was this other pilgrim. And then by the time I got back, uh, the other pilgrim was on the phone with uh, 911, which is 112 here. And uh, and then she, they, oh, I forgot. No, she was still in the, still on the couch laying down. And then so when I got back from the walk, uh, basically, we're getting the nurses to come over because, you know, she was hurting and uh, her shoulder, you know, and it looked like it was dislocated. And uh, and so, again, by then, she kind of, she got moved to the private dorm. So uh, uh, I woke up her son. You know, there was one thing that I did before I went for the walk. It came down and so that he understood what was going on. And, uh, uh, and they think that they know that happened in a night with him. And uh, and so basically, I uh, I was there, and then we were going to wait for the nurse, doctor, or whoever to come from the clinic to check her out, you know, to see what to do next, which was like good, you know, uh, and makes me realize I need to get the clinic phone number because instead of calling a one one two, I could just call the clinic and say here's what's going on, I need somebody to come over and assess the situation. So that's the one thing that I would have done different. You know, like the way she was, I was like, let's just have somebody come over. That would, that just makes sense. You know, there's a competent help, you know, and it's to rule things out because somebody may say things or may not realize or God knows what. So, and then those guys will be the one to rule out anything serious or if they're not sure, then basically, okay, let's, let's get her to a place where she can really be evaluated. And so they eventually came and then uh, as I was waiting, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to just stay here and then just wait. You know, you have uh, her son who's here. So it's like, just let me know, you know, when they come here, just come get me. And then I'm going to go and start cleaning, you know. And so I went to clean and I don't remember how much later, maybe 15 minutes or so later. You know, I just taken my shower or I started to clean. And then it was like, hey, they're here. I'm like, great. And then I come down and, you know, they spoke a little English, <laughs> of course, being a you know, in that clinic, they would have to. 
and uh, they were getting things across, but basically would shut it in Spanish, and then basically that there was going to be an ambulance coming to take her to rule out a broken bone, you know, because it couldn't look dislocated, but uh, you just don't know. Sometimes a broken bone may not manifest as discoloration and really swelling, and which, of course, dislocation would have swelling too. Anywho, I'm like, well, great, good, you know. And then basically they give her a shot for the pain and for the inflammation to help reduce the swelling. And they basically went on their way. And I was like, thank you very much. And then I was like, okay, we're waiting for the ambulance. So you know, I'm going to wait now. So I did a couple of things around, but basically waited. You know, I gave her some water and for the second time. And, you know, and uh, and basically looking at the option, they were just, or the nurses also said, that they may not accept him, the son, in the ambulance with her. So that was kind of interesting, but she, she was like, but given the circumstances, you know, being foreigners, and uh, they might, they might, which they didn't. Which basically meant when the ambulance came, which initially they didn't make the right turn on our street, and they kept going, and I had to wait a few more minutes for them to turn around and come back. So... And then, then I went down, you know, because we have this driveway or this Calle Huertas is a street we are on. And then you to go back to the main, one of the main street, you walk down a few, I don't know, 50 feet, 60 feet, something like that. I'm not sure. Not very far. And then I walked down there eating my oatmeal, waiting for them to turn around. And when I saw them, kind of waved at them. And they were going into a one way, they were coming into a one way street. And there was a the trash truck coming, the dump truck coming. So I basically made sign to him to stop while I was like telling them to come, 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 doing my traffic stuff, which I'm pretty comfortable doing. And uh, from my trucking days and I'm in the military. And uh, and basically those guys came, find out they couldn't take the backpack first. And then when they found out he was a minor, he was 15 years old, they was like, sorry, but he can come with us. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's going to be okay here. She has a phone, you know, she gave him some money, make sure we give them the meds, her paperwork, you know, passport or insurance card. And it was like, okay, she has a charger, she has a phone, she has an insurance card. So she'll have a way to get a hold of her son and they're going to go take care of her. And after a few minutes, basically they left. And so I was like, okay. You know, what, what do you need, you know, to a son, Brady, her name is Brady. It was like, is there a place where I can get a charger? Because they were using that one charger for the two of them. And I'm like, yes, there will be the, you know, the Chino, that uh, miscellaneous uh, bazaar. I was like, they'll be most likely open by that time. And it was getting close to 10 o'clock. And I was like, even though it's Sunday, but they open every day. So I'm like, why don't you go ahead? She gave him some money. I was like, go out get something to eat, you know, even though you had breakfast. But I'm like, you know, see what's out there. Something to treat you, get a little bit of fresh air because it's going to be a little overwhelming, you know, everything. And then you have your phone, everything is fine. You have a place here. So I was like, you know, the private dorm, you know, I put the backpack there. It's like, this is your place in here. You know, you can chill and you can relax and rest while you're waiting for your mother to get a hold of you. And so... He ended up leaving, and then I uh, I went on to clean. Then I uh, 
along. You would think I would know his name by now. Then uh, Angel's father came down, you know, said hello, and he told me the story about uh, her son coming back around one o'clock in the morning and only having three of the five, three of the four numbers, right, with a pound key, or hashtag, sorry, and uh, trying to get in and then ring the bell and then waking them up. And of course, they didn't wake me up. And they were like, well, there was no need. You know, we, I just kind of need to make sure since I didn't know if he belonged in the albergue or, you know, what. But they basically, they got him and went to bed. And that he might have gotten beers, you know, because he actually ended up giving some money for the drink, kind of explaining, getting information across like uh, here. And then he had some euros that he gave me. And he looked like it was short, you know, of a couple of euros. But I'm like, oh, that's okay. Not a big deal. You know, it's a, it's a trust system, you know. The door is open. The pilgrim can get in there whenever they want to. And if I'm not there, then it'll just be, well, we'll trust you. And I'm sure from time to time, that doesn't always work to my advantage. But that's okay. And so... So basically sharing about the story about getting that thing across, but they figured it out, you know. The Angel father doesn't speak English, and uh, Brady speaks more than likely a couple of words of Spanish. But he got in bed, and then uh, so I kind of apologized, and he was like, well, I'm just letting you know, there's no problem, you know. We've been doing this thing for 13 years, you know, not the first, it's not the last. But I apologized on two or three occasions. And I was like, you know, if there's ever confusion, please wake me up, because I know who belongs in the albergue or not. I understand that you don't, because you're not there to receive them and talk to them, but I do. So, uh, and so that was that. And, uh, and then I went on with my cleaning, which, of course, I didn't actually mop the downstairs, which I guess technically doesn't really need to be mopped every day, you know. We have sunny, it's dry, so people don't come with muddy shoes, so there are no footprints. I will, though, do it. I'll do the downstairs this morning, because the upstairs doesn't need to be done anyway, because of uh, no show yesterday. And then, so, eventually, he kind of came back. I told him about the tourist office, in terms of him getting back to Logroño. You know, one was where you can go by taxi, or you can go by bus. But then I don't know if the bus, how far it's going to take you to the hospital. So, you know, maybe better to just take the taxi. In a situation like that, you know, all those things going on, at least, you know, you go from A to B. And then because then you have to figure it out. And, uh, you know, it's new country, different language, this kind of crisis. Better to just, yeah, pay the piper a little more. And have that peace of mind that, you you know, it's taken care of. And it would have been like, you know, 20, 25 euros to get there. So, you know, not the end of the world either. If you were like in New York or, you know, places like Japan or other places, I mean, those taxis can cost you quite a bit. Uh, and basically, but I was like, here is a schedule. Here is where the bus stop is. But I would uh, I would advise to go to go to the tourist office. I'm not sure if they are open, but if they are, they'll be closing at 2 o'clock more than likely. And then just to make sure, you know, though I'm confident that the schedule is correct, 
you just never know. And I'm kind of a double checker kind of a person, you know. And so I ended up going back out to get some food, and uh, he didn't go to the tourist office. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that's all good. But I was like, you know, I always I'm on the safe side. But then he eventually, after talking to her and finding out her collarbone was actually broken. So she actually had a dislocation and a broken collarbone. I'm not even sure about the dislocation now, but I think she had the two things. So, you know, as she fell, she might have dislocated it and then snapped it. So, yeah, she was right. I was wrong about the, the collarbone. So, my goodness. So, yeah, her Camino is gone and it was talking about, you know, I guess we're going home. And I'm like, you know, I don't know uh, in terms of what's going to be the best thing to do. But... Uh, if it does get operated and if it's taken care of, you know, if the collarbone is put back into, I mean, it's basically, I don't know how you fix uh, a broken collarbone, but I would get some kind of surgery. And if that gets kind of done and taken care of, uh, you know, and if they have time here to be on vacation and if stress is an issue for her and those triggers, you know, to be here and then... Uh, Still doing a little tourism, you know, as long as the the fixed uh, collarbone is not an issue. Like, what would you, I mean, you, of course, it's for you all to figure it out. You know, I'm not saying, but what I'm thinking is like, you know, you're away from everything here. You're away from home you're in different country and you can see beautiful things and, you know, enjoy sightseeing or whatever. And I'm like, well, why not? You know, if you can. Consider that uh, you are here now. So, but of course, you know, it's out of my hands and uh, no idea what those guys are going to do. But uh, my goodness, he was a 15 year old boy, you know, and his mother incapacitated. And who knows the dynamic, you know. And uh, there was at like one o'clock in the morning, barefoot in the street, ringing the bell, waking up. Angel's parents, and with uh, two Spanish words, trying to get it across that he didn't have the right uh, uh, password, the, the right code to, to get the door to open. So, interesting. Interesting. And so, you know, he actually left while the Belgium gal was here, came in to get a drink and the chips and to take a break. And uh, then he left. So, and I haven't heard of anything. Of course, he had my phone number. And uh, they actually have a Spanish SIM card. So, he had the Spanish number. And I'm like, if you need anything, you know, translation or whatever, you know, you can call me. And uh, with that, he left to go back to his mother and then on a journey. So, like I say, from that, I learned... That next time, you know, something happened. Um, well, definitely, if something happened medically, I need to get the medical system involved because I'm not competent, you know. I, I can kind of do a little guesswork, but I'm not. And I need that. It, can, it can't be on my shoulder, that thing. And even the person might kind of avoid, but even more because of something may have happened inside our building. You know, which I was thinking about that in terms of liability. Though, if you have a seizure, you know, you can't uh, 
that would be kind of a hard, you'd be hard pressed to to blame the the lodging but you know bottom line to just make it as easy so do the responsible thing and then just call the clinic and have those guys come and assess the situation and uh yeah and uh i think as far as the rest you know me going on a walk uh still not quite sure but that's when i'm it's not black and white honestly uh i don't i don't think uh yeah uh, i'm not sure i would change that you know there was she was not alone of course if she was alone there'll be uh there'll be a different animal but she wasn't so yeah i don't have a clear-cut answer uh there's a place for it you know, if somebody's stable, comfortable, safe, and there's really not much to be done, uh, you've, you know, my assessment could have been better, more thorough. That I do know now. And uh, taking a decision, you know, because in a way I'm the parent. If they're in the albergue, something happened there, I become the parent. Even though they're an adult, they are saying that, sorry, but I'm not okay with that. And I need people to come in and assess you uh like you would do with your child so so kind of uh, all in all that's uh that's yesterday then a little bit later i sent a message to Angel because i felt like that's something that i want him to know you know because something could come out later of that or god knows what but it's kind of an unusual situation so it was important that he know that so and then, uh, then I got on the day, cooked my lentils, made some okwahada, or boiled some more eggs, and then, uh, then I kind of got lazy. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, the morning is going great. You know, those first, uh, you know, seven, almost eight hours, and then I just, uh, if I don't get any traffic, you know. It's challenging. It just is for me. It just is hard. And, uh, yeah, I forgot what I watched. Oh, my, my best friends. I watched this French movie, My Best Friends, which actually wasn't bad. And that's like an, gotta be, gotta be from the 90s, I would guess. It's gotta be more than 20 years, I think, that movie. And, uh, yeah, not bad. The editing was quite fast. That's something that the French could learn from the American that to, to be a little more smooth in your transition. But, uh, yeah. And kind of some of the cliche, like they end up spending uh, this weekend after 20 years, some friends that get together. So I kind of like that setup. You have all those stories, all those dynamics. Dynamics, I like it. And they had this beautiful house, property, in the country. The French do that in a bunch of their movies. Find this beautiful spot, you know. And I guess it's not just the French, but it's something that stands out to me. Kind of chest puffing of a, a real estate location. And, uh, but uh, yeah, with some uh, well-known guy, uh, Christian Clavé, shit, his wife, I forgot her name. 
though she wasn't much in that, a Canadian actress, which I've seen in other things. Anyway, so Gérard Lanvin, and I forgot, but yeah, pretty much a uh, decent cast, interesting. So I kind of, you know, in the two or three segments, ended up watching it. I guess it's getting harder for me to sit through just one movie. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, nobody, nobody else. And there was a time, and then uh, Angel Dad came and basically proposed to me to to go take a walk, and he would just watch at the albergue. And we were talking about, it was like 7 o'clock in the evening, so, you know. And uh, the temperature was again nice, meaning that with the shade you could feel the breeze. So there was a little coolness, unlike two days prior, where that coolness didn't come until after 9 o'clock in the evening. So, you know, warm during the day, but just uh, getting to be wonderful. And, uh, sorry, going on a big walk up, on a walk up the hill. And initially I was like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, it's like I'm going to gonna shut the place down pretty soon anyway. You know, it's 7 o'clock. So, you know, by 8, I'm done. And so I was like, well, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for offering that. I'll go. I'll take a walk. Thank you. So grateful and being like, enjoy. Go move around. Even though part of me was like, I don't want to do anything. So I went to town, checked all the booths for the pottery, which we have at the Ceramic Pottery Festival. And uh, I don't know, there may be like 20, 25 booths and people from all over the country. And uh, and some very nice. I would have thought, I thought like, you know, I'd have liked to buy a couple of mugs for Pilar and I, you know. my That's about actually the only thing. Finding a, a mug big enough, though my drinking in the morning is I drink more than likely around four times what she does. You know, she's definitely a very moderate, you know, what she does in drinking and eating pilar. And, uh, but I was thinking, that'd be nice. And I look what I got at a pottery festival from that place, from that town. You know, and I thought about you. And of course I didn't, because it doesn't make any sense. And of course for me, it doesn't make any sense either. Because I will buy that and what? What's the point? It makes no sense. You know, so buying the umbrella, that sun and rain umbrella that I'm going to buy, that makes sense, but not uh, not stuff like that. Uh, actually, that plastic mug in there, that I might ask. Uh, I might ask Angel if that's something that I could take, because that would be something nice to to have with me instead of one of my Tupperware to drink coffee out of. So, uh, and then went to church, you know, sat down. I realized it'd been a while, I guess more than likely since Monday, since I last went in there. You know, I realized my, uh, you know, my, me going there to do reading, you know, in the morning and felt, I don't know, just... Is it, is it really conducive? Is it really something that's meaningful? And I honestly, okay, I need to pee here. Uh, I did not, didn't, it wasn't clear cut. 
so I kind of uh, decided to to stop. You know, I do basically a little bit of the reading after breakfast uh, in the albergue before I go for the walk. Uh, the only positive I guess I could think of is just obviously leaving the albergue. And uh, I guess if I didn't need to buy anything at the store, which I didn't get to go yesterday, but every day I, I make it to the store and I buy something, then that would be a reason to go to church. Though, even though I don't need anything, I still would go in there to go out of the place, you know, sit down, read a little bit with a distraction that comes with the church and people, and then come back and then do my walk before opening the albergue. So, so that was kind of for that. So, yeah, a tough, another tough day. It's just hard on me. Uh, it's interesting, the head games going on, you know. And at the same time, you know, part of it being like, that's all right, it's for you. Let it happen. Let it pass. You know. Yeah, my energy is definitely uh, being so inactive and, you know, bored. And, of course, I'm eating more. And, of course, eating some of the, like the Kit Kat bars. I ate some of that. I realized I'm not going to buy that anymore to offer. It's just, uh, it's too tempting. So it's better to not have that. Worst case, I'll have peanut butter and jelly and then a piece of whole wheat toast. I feel pretty confident that it's a better junk choice than that. Anyhow, so... And uh, I had a couple of cats on two different occasions that came and, and uh, lay down on me. So it was nice. Lie down on me. So that part was nice. And uh, and then when I came back from my walk and going to the church yesterday, he was basically out there, you know, doing his Sudoku on the on the chair in front of the albergue. And then we just... Uh, uh, I did strike a conversation, entable una conversación o una charla, and uh, we ended up talking for quite a while. And then his wife came, and then I basically brought a couple of things in. They were going to water plants outside, and uh, wish them good night. And it was like around 9.15 or so, and I just went to bed. Yeah, I was tired. I was actually going to go to bed early that day anyway. So, and I don't feel like a million dollars right now, you know, even this morning. I mean, I feel good, you know, I got up. Actually, no, no, I put my snooze this morning, actually. So I got up at around 5.10 instead of 5. But, you know, the whole routine is done. I'm going to go back and do a little language now. I already got the laundry done and then hang this morning. And, uh, but I'm going to do... Um, yeah, I'm going to do at least uh, 15 to half an hour of language, do Portuguese and Italian. I've already done Esperanto, uh, Spanish, and Japanese. And uh, and then, uh, well, I don't have too much to do cleaning-wise. And uh, I'm not quite sure if I need to buy anything, really. So... But this is a very, very nice morning. It shows like it should be to about 30 degrees today. So, but as of now, it's completely, you know, covered. 
So more than likely the kind of setup that just is going to be burned by the noon sun, right? By the midday sun. So, but just wonderful, wonderful, very, very nice, very nice of the pilgrims to be walking under that uh, cloud cover. And uh, so one more day, that's like in three weeks, in two weeks now, that's three days with no show. So it doesn't change anything. You know, I was talking with, uh, I need to get his name. I'm going to call him Andre, but I need to find his name. Um, you know, it's like there are so many things that can be in. You know, to look for where you could complain and feel sorry for yourself because look, you know, look, nobody showed up. Oh, poor me. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I didn't break my collarbone. And uh, I'm not a 15-year-old boy, boy whose mother is in a hospital and is in a foreign country and doesn't speak the language, you know. So there, there, there are all kind of uh, things happening in the melting pot of life. And... Uh, and I feel like it's a fair assessment, though it is the the ramification of not having the traffic. It is challenging on me, you know, but that doesn't mean it's good or bad, because I actually have the feeling that I can learn something from there. That it shows me something where I'm weak, or it might give me some insight about something that I don't normally look for. So, you know, maybe like being forced to learn something. But it doesn't change the fact that it's if it is that, it is a bitter pill to swallow. And I feel like it is, actually. I really do. That I will benefit and I will get something out of that. You know, that for my state of mind to be depending on those outward signs, again, comparing, you know, of what is right or, or something in me that is just, uh, you know, hard-pressed. I mean, I could have done, I could have gone and, hey, I'm going to do a little cleaning here or whatever. And I just kind of melted and became a couch potato. And uh, so, sorry, as I'm saying that, as I said, couch potato, I have this anecdote that's kind of funny. So Brady was kind of getting ready to leave. The Belgium girl was there and then she saw, which I kind of forgot about it, but above the fridge we have this uh, little cardboard box of uh, individual size of potato chips. And she was like, yeah, I'll have that orange uh, sugar-free drink. And oh, yeah, and, and then the bag of crisps. Say, oh, a bag of crisps. How cute is that? The British way. I was like, is that how you say it in English? I was like, no, not, 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 in, uh, not away from uh, Great Britain. And it was like, Brady, what do you call crisps in, uh, in the U.S. or in North America? And it was like, chips, of course, you know, a bag of chips. So one of the funny differences that... Uh, uh, fish and chips, actually fish and chips in uh, in the UK or you you American would be French fries, you know, or it used to be, but I'm pretty sure it still is, you know, when I was there. Uh, fish and chips is kind of, uh, they used to dish it out in like newspaper and it would just be f deep fried fish with deep, deep fried French fries and then with uh, salt, vinegar, or at least salt. So kind of a common fare that you would find in restaurant. Never was my thing, I have to say. Uh, I mean, I've tried it once, but I'm like, I don't know, just, and now it's even worse because I just don't do well with fried food. I just, uh, you know, roast it or, you know, or like yesterday when I had my last boiled potatoes that uh, I peeled, sliced, and then gently caramelized or fried or crisped. I guess I crisped it in this case, to crisp something. But, you know, just in a non-stick frying pan and just a little bit of oil. 
And then, because you don't get the same result without the oil. I'm sorry, guys. But, you know, what I really enjoy about the really crispy outer layer of the potato and then the inside it's gooey, just wonderful. So, and I think I'm going to keep doing that because uh, that's something that on the Camino, it's just not that feasible because most places you're going to have, a, you know, at least uh, one to two kilos of potato minimum. And, uh, well, like I said, unless you go to a fruit and vegetable place and then you can just get your potatoes for the day. But that's, uh, you know, something that I do enjoy. Anyhow, back on the road, the Guardia Civil car just passed me. A couple of pilgrims just closed and then crossed, crossed the road. Then we have one more over there, and then uh, which one more in the distance? So, and uh, here we are. So the 17th, right? 17th of July makes me think of my sister. Free association. Her birthday is April 17th. So the one that tells me she'll call me, and then doesn't, you know. But all good. So, so here I am one more day. So let's see what today's today brings. Uh, I would not be bothered at all by some traffic, you know. And uh, and actually uh, realizing yesterday, I may not have. I think I talked about right there. Uh, about Saturday's pilgrim, you know, one from Slovenia, one from uh, Denmark, two from Canada, and then one from uh, Boston, Massachusetts, originally from Nepal, and actually uh, looking at uh, going back to Nepal. So she's divorced now, the kids are grown, and uh, has an Airbnb, apparently between um, MIT and Harvard. So I guess near Harvard which I really think it's kind of overstated, like how great that place is. I went there in 2015, I think. I walked there. I was by the Fenway Stadium. It has an, a, a youth hostel. So I parked my truck and then uh, coming back down from uh, Acadia National Park in uh, Maine and uh, Cadillac Mountain. Beautiful, beautiful uh, landscape, beautiful scenery. But freaking buggy. Oh, that was in June. And then, uh, and then I walked to Harvard, you know, I went by MIT, Harvard, and I was like, yeah, so what? I don't know, because there was a famous, you know, Harvard Square, and that's something that's near, kind of like where students go to, but I don't know, I, I just find it quite overblown. But I did like Boston, the city itself. It had a European feel, you know, and it's, it's pedestrian friendly. There are plenty of places where you can walk, you know, like unlike in Texas where, uh, uh, yeah, it is not that fun for pedestrian. It's really, the newer cities in the U.S. are really designed more for cars in mind than walking people. Anywho, guys, oh, sleepyhead. Maybe I even lay down a little bit. But uh, I'm back. So I warm up the last cup of my coffee. And then do, like I say, my Italian and Portuguese. And Sakare, uh, Sakare Mashta, tired. Here we go. Watashi wa Sakare Mas. I think it's Sakare. 
Sakari, I think that's right. Sakari, Sakari master. And uh, here we go. Coming to the albergue, one of the uno de los gatos callejeros. It's kind of an orange color, two of them. Male. Oh, they just saw me and just ran down. And uh, here we are. I need to fix that. Uh, my dark spot. Anyway. So, folks, have a beautiful uh, day wherever you are, and then we'll talk to you later. Ciao, ciao.